You're listening. No. You're listening to the Buns.com Podcast Network. (laughs) (laughs) Buns, buns, buns. I'm Fernando. I'm Jamie. And this is the Opposite Tastes podcast. Two Gen Xers who can't be more different sample odd snacks and discuss or argue about pop culture. Of course, we've got our snack review coming up at the end of our episode. But first, puppets. Now, you might be wondering why we're talking about puppets. Well, puppets have been big in the news lately. You know, there's that revamp of Dark Crystal Netflix. Uh, you got Carly, that new Muppet that was added to the Sesame Street lineup, you know, mm-hmm. that helps kids understand addiction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Puppet regimes. Puppet regimes. <laughs> no. It's a different kind of puppet, Sorry. yes. But anyway, it's all relevant, it's all good. But before we get into that, a reflection on last week, uh, or I should say our last episode. Uh, now, that, that was on Ghost, and if you missed that one, we suggest you going back and... Uh, diving into that one Mm -hmm. although uh, I just wanted to add that even though we're done with Halloween if if you're in the mood to get creeped out I just wanted to add this to the ghostly (laughs) mix of pop culture items that we talked about in this in in the last episode Um, either google it or better or better yet just read the book Robert the doll he's a haunted doll that's exhibited at a museum but this book it traces its origins and how um, it's haunted, or some say that it's even mm-hmm. cursed. Mm-hmm. Like if you touch the doll without asking it, people get cursed. And you know, like how, mm-hmm. I guess the the metaphor, the analogy, or whatever, uh, is like when people take lava rocks mm-hmm. in Hawaii. Yeah. How they return it back and mm-hmm. they write a note apologizing. Right. They do the same thing with this doll. Like I'm oh. sorry, I didn't ask for permission before touching you or taking a photo with you. And, all of that kind of stuff. Like this doll does like bad news. Hmm. Robert the Doll. It's a book. It's a book. And I also heard about it on the Spooked podcast. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's a crazy story. And then I then I actually looked up photos of Robert the Ghost. And it's like such a crazy like it's so old that it's it's uh Wait, is this a true story? Yeah, it's a true story. God damn. Yeah. It's from uh, from Florida, old timey Florida. Okay, I'm not going to Florida then. <laughs> that doll. Too much scary just, stuff over it's there. It's so old, it's like it's creepy. But anyway, uh, that's my reflection. You have any reflections from from our ghosts episode? Yes, I do. All yes, right. I do. Uh, so, in that uh, ghost episode, you mentioned um, the Ghostbusters song and how there was a court case yes. uh, by Huey Lewis and the News, yes. right? Because they said that uh, Ghostbusters the song sounds eerily eerily like um, uh, I want a new drug yes because uh, apparently Huey Lewis and the News were originally tapped to do the song for Ghostbusters right so you went back and you listened to it and now yeah. you're a huge Huey Lewis fan oh no I was and never a Huey Lewis fan <laughs> um, sorry Huey hence the Huey Lewis t-shirt that you're wearing right now I am not <laughs> anyway I, I listened to them um, both of them and yeah you know what I have to admit, they do kind of sound alike. Yeah. I mean, there's... there's they have the same say, feel. Yeah. You know, songs have a feel. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, although I am surprised that there was any kind of, you know, settlement or anything because I thought with songs and stuff, like sampling, you know, like how in the 80s there was a sampling sure. um, uh, trouble with that. And even recently with Pharrell, I think that, that song with since Robin, the 80s, Robin Thicke. Every, um, every decade has it now. Yeah. Uh, but I thought the copycat has to sound a lot alike. I mean, like a lot, a lot. Like every single, almost <laughs> like, every single um, note. Right. You know? Like the uh, vanilla ice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember him saying, no, 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 it's not it, the same. It's ding, 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 ding. Exactly. Ding, 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 ding. Like there's like one beat that's <laughs> yeah. different kind of thing. I'm like, really? So I don't know. It's that pickup. Ding, ding, see? Wasn't that in the original? But I mean, it's not to say that Ray Parker did it on purpose. You know? Who knows? Well, I don't know. From a songwriter perspective, mm -hmm. like say if someone said, "Hey, I want this song to fit in this in this portion of the film. Here's a sample of what we have. We're kind of looking for this feel." If someone told me that, and I would write you can't a can't help, you yeah, can't help but do it yeah. like that. I'm like, well, that's what you want. So it's yeah. like entrapment in a way. <laughs> yeah, minus Catherine Zeta Jones. Oh yeah, that was a movie. Okay. Yeah. Have you seen that? Catherine's Is that the Jones? one with... Um, back when she was like hot. And she's not hot now. No, not as hot. Not like... She had that tight tush going beneath the lasers. Remember those shots? Right. The one with um, Sean Connery? Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty good. Yeah. We should post a, a video of that on our show notes. What? I'm just... It has nothing to do with this. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just thinking just, what our audience just, wants. Just keep they that want, in the back of your they mind. They want Catherine so Zeta-Jones going we, beneath the lasers. How about when we do something on like cops or something or, or <laughs> okay. stealing stuff? Espionage. Espionage. Spies. Uh, lasers. Ooh, should do one on spies. Okay. Yeah. Remember that. Let's write that down. I'm going to write it down. Spies. Because we added I'll write that. write it on. Okay. We'll thanks. both write it on. <laughs> oh, you spelled it correct. Correctly. Oh, there we go. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm just jotting. There's no grammar right. police when you're right. jotting. Stream of consciousness. All right. <laughs> before we get into puppets, <laughs> more, 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 yeah, more Sorry. before we get into puppets. Uh, of course, we want to thank our sponsor. This week, our sponsor is Fingers. Smell them once in a while. Hmm. You get it? Puppet, fingers. Oh, okay, got it, yeah. Got it, Sorry. okay. And uh, a new feature. Jamie yes. is um, here with Look It Up. Go Look It Up, actually. Oh, Go Look it's It Up. Go yeah. Look It okay. Up, yeah. I even wrote that. <laughs> Spies, with a Y. Anyway, okay, so uh, this is where I just find um, semi-significant moments in history or little facts in history, um, things you may or may not care about. So what I found uh, this time was uh, the first yo-yo company to open in the United States was actually owned by a Filipino immigrant named Pedro Flores. Uh, he opened it in uh, 1928. Well, it makes sense it was a Filipino guy because the Filipinos used the yo-yo as a weapon, right? Did they? Yeah, it was a weapon. Okay. The Wikipedia page did not go that far into oh, it. Oh, okay. Because I, I, I knew that there were some things missing, like when was it first invented? Yeah. Um, I only saw that there was something in ancient Greece. So it's like a the the item alone has been um, invented for a while. Um, I think 
before they were known as a yo-yo. The yo-yo is a modern term for it. Sure. And they were known as bandalores. Ooh, sounds way more badass. So um, this uh, yo-yo company in the United States was in uh, Santa Barbara, California. Um, and in fact, the term yo-yo seems to have been derived from an Ilocano term. Uh, Ilocano is one of the uh, Filipino di- dialects. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so a lot that I did not know, and if you want to know more about it, go look it up. Go look it up with Jamie. Da, da, da. <laughs> now, for real kind, for real kind, <laughs> getting into puppets. So here we go. A puppet is an object often resembling a human, animal, or mythical figure that is animated or manipulated by a person called a puppeteer. The puppeteer uses movements of his hands, arms, or control devices such as rods or strings to move the body, head, limbs, and in some cases, the mouth and eyes of the puppet. The puppeteer often speaks in the voice of the character of the puppet and then synchronizes the movements of the puppet's mouth with the spoken part. The actions, gestures, and spoken parts acted out by the puppeteer with the puppet are typically used in storytelling. Puppetry is a very ancient form of theater which dates back to the 5th century BC in ancient Greece. There are many different varieties of puppets and they are made from a wide range of materials depending on their form and intended use. They range from very simple in construction and operation to very complex. Now, I know what you're wondering. What are all the different types of puppets, you might ask? (laughs) I have a list. I'm just going to read them off. I do have uh, simple explanations for each. I'm not going to go into them unless you really want to. We'll look it up. (laughs) So I'm going to read these names. And again, Jamie, if you want me to stop any time to explain one, I will go ahead and do so. Mm -hmm. Okay? Okay? Backlight puppet. Bunraku puppets. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cantus, Cantistoria puppets. Carnival puppets. The finger puppet. A hand puppet or glove puppet. Uh, the human arm puppet. The light curtain puppet. Marionettes. The marotte. The matakar or wayang matakar, of course. Uh, let's see. The list goes on. Object puppets, a pull string puppet, a push puppet, the rod puppet, a shadow puppet, a sock puppet, super marination, a tabletop puppet, a tickle bug, the toy theater, the ventriloquist dummy, and the water puppet. Of course, being from Vietnam, right? The water puppet. <laughs> See, here's an, ex- here's an example of some of the the descriptions I have. The water puppet, the Vietnamese puppet, the puppets are built out of wood and the shows are performed in waist-deep pools. Okay. Yeah. At any time, if you want me to go back to this, or if you have puppets that you're describing and you want me to categorize them, I can do that for you. I will put that service out there for you. Or if if anyone of our audience members would like us to classify one of these, any of the puppets that, that you have in mind or want to talk about. We'll go ahead and categorize that for you. But anyway, I digress. From the description, we go into our personal experience. Now, Jamie, lay it on us. What's your personal experience with puppets? 
tell, take us back to day one of your history with puppets. Well, you know, when I it was, uh, I believe I was six when I was hired into the Muppets. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I loved puppet shows when I was a kid. Uh, I looked forward to them when they came to my school. Did any did any come to your school? They did not come to our school, but oh. we did go to a theater once to watch a With, puppet show, oh. and it was one of those where they're trying to teach us discipline at the same time and so if we were too loud mm -hmm. the puppet would say wait everyone must be quiet i cannot hear my princess i just remember that i was like man Did that puppet's work? kind of a dick but yeah like everyone's like shut up shut up he's trying to talk oh, to his princess okay. fucking right. shut up bro all right yeah um in fact, I remember, um, I don't know, I must have been in like second, second, third grade, something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, me and my co-students um, put on our own puppet show for the class. Uh, I guess it was a project. And so um, we took an old Asian folktale. And I remember that I drew many of the puppets. So it basically, it was just, you know, we cut out, we draw, draw something, mm. cut it out, yes. paste it on the back of a chopstick. Oh, okay. Um, and what kind of puppet is that, Fernando? <laughs> Stick oh, puppet? that is the, the toy theater. Okay. A puppet cut out of paper and stuck onto a card or some other type of item. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, I thought we were pretty good, actually. And then um, I just want to say ventriloquism. I never really uh, had much liking for it. Until you saw respect. Jeff Dunham in concert. Until the resurgence of it with Jeff Dunham and other people. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. Yeah. How many are there? There's Jeff Dunham. There's, uh... Is that it? Is he the most popular? Yeah. Is he the man? Is he the man? There's a, there's a different guy. There's <laughs> two guys that are similar. I remember the amazing Jonathan would do a course, bit. Of course, if you watch The Voice, no, not The Voice, the um, America's, America's Got, Got Talent. Talent. Yeah. You'll see them. Yeah, that's true. Star like Search. That. Is there still a Star Search? No, but like oh. back in the day. Oh, I'm just. That's where you would see them. Talking about current television. And then Amazing Jonathan, he used to do that, uh, the rubber kind of sock puppets with tigers because his act was in Vegas, right? So he'd pretend to be the tigers in the Siegfried and Roy act. Oh. And they're like, I love Siegfried. I love Roy. They touch our tiger penises. Oh my god. Yeah. It's a good act. I can good see stuff. why you liked it. Okay. <laughs> anything with penises, I guess. Uh, anything else as far as your personal experience? Are there are there dick puppets? Um Well <laughs> <laughs> funny you should ask. Sort of, in the sense where like I'm say, sure there are, but they can't really say that in like Wikipedia or anything. Yeah, I mean there's underwear where like say the the guy's dong would go like into like the trunk of an elephant. You know what I mean? And then you can kind of put on a show from that point if you're consider that being a puppet. If you're making it talk, I guess. But I'm just talking about any any average Joe, you know. Well can, that's what you're talking about average. But what I'm saying is like there's there's underwear that will take the guy's junk mm -hmm. and, and make, make something out of yeah. it. And so you could sort of make that into like a puppet. Like googly eyes on it or, you know, whatever. Or like an elephant trunk. Right, okay. Yeah. Mm. So it's kind of like a sock puppet, I guess. Ah. Uh, yeah. I guess anything can be a puppet. 
anything. Anything. Object. Toes. Object puppets. Yeah. It's true. As long as you. Uh, Hemorrhoids, maybe. As long as you. Oh, as long as you give it a voice. Or, right, or right. A character. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's enough. I'm going to go from my most recent and then go li a little back. So I'm not going to go as far back into my childhood, but most recently I uh, performed with Kidiotic. Uh, Kidiotic is a puppet troupe that... In Hawaii. In Hawaii that is performed by members of the improv troupe Dixon Jane. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so Dixon like Jane is group. yeah, they're the improv group and they can do many different forms of improv. One type of improvisation that they do is their kidiotic show. And the kidiotic show is like uh it's based off of like 70s kids shows. So it's like electric company type of vibe. Hmm. But it's it's presented like a kids show but it's adult themed. Oh, I see. Yeah. So I perform in it as the host, the human host, but mm -hmm. everyone else is puppets. And I actually have a segment in that show where I perform. I, I'm a puppeteer. Mm -hmm. But I, I, don't, I don't like to say that I'm a puppeteer because I'm really bad compared to the, the rest of the guys. And it's, it's amazing that they have me do it. Uh -huh. And they made a puppet especially for me. Uh -huh. Like no one else plays it to except fit your for me. your double jointed hands. No. Oh. Because even that's pretty difficult. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So um, the, the puppet that I perform with them is blue. It's a it's a human arm puppet. And a human arm puppet is is when it takes two people to to actually control it. So I control one arm and the mouth. Oh, like Ernie, kind of. Yeah, it's it it actually um, resembles uh, Ralph, the dog, okay. the Muppet, mm -hmm. except it's blue, mm -hmm. pretty much. Yeah, okay. and so, I, whoa, I'm one arm and one mouth, and then another member of Dixon Jean, Jay, he uh, controls the second arm that has the saxophone in it, because mm. he's a, a blues. They call him Blue because he's a ah, blues, yeah, jazz saxophone player. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he's based off of a. This is just one time in an improv show where I did a jazz musician that never. And this is me, like not a puppet, just being in an improv show that I made up on the spot. That um, he doesn't really. He kind of speaks in his own lingo. Like he just like rah, 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 socks. He'll just like ramble and then just say like keywords here and there. Okay. You know, kind of like if you were listening to a guy that was like heavy and Cajun or something like that. You know, like kind of how jazz is played in a way. Yeah. So kind of ah. yeah. And then his whole shtick is he always wants to play a song. Uh huh. Every every time he reminisces and talks about something, uh -huh. he goes on for maybe two sentences and then he says like this one song mm. I want to play right mm -hmm, here. Mm -hmm puts the saxophone up to his mouth and then he always gets interrupted by the other puppet. Oh, so, oh very good. Yeah. So where can people see these um, puppet shows? They're working on a web show right now. Oh, okay. But they perform every other year at Improvaganza, Hawaii's Improv okay. Festival. Yeah. Then once in a while they get hit up to do a show mm -hmm. in Honolulu. Mm. But anyway, if you search Kidiotic, you'll find some stuff from them. Whew. Anyway, so that's my most recent 
stuff with puppets. Uh, favorite puppet that I've ever owned was Billy Baloney. It's a ventriloquist dummy from Kiwi's Playhouse. Oh wow! And he he was so broken. Like I couldn't afford like the 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 brand new version of it, but okay. uh, you gotta use. Yeah, my mom found one for me like at a thrift store, but it was like. It was broken, like the mouth was broken, like wow. so the mouth wouldn't come up and down. His uh, his mouth would just, would just go out. How old are you? Um, I don't know, like ten or something, oh, nine okay. or ten. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and uh, but I just thought he was so cool, even though he was broken. Mm-hmm. Like I loved it. Mm-hmm. And let's see, going back a little bit. Oh no, and then moving forward again. Uh, I briefly used finger puppets. You know those rubber ones. Sorry. That they look like monsters. Yeah. They have like two arms, so when you wiggle them back and forth, their arms are like kind of wiggling. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So I had a bunch of those, and I used them in this music video that I did called Siesta. It's like an artistic music video. Okay. That's my personal experience with puppets. But now let's talk about the professionals, the people that do it all, people yeah. that do the real deal. So, who are your favorite puppeteers, or maybe your puppet, uh, your favorite puppet company, or puppet troupe? Yeah, um, I just had to go with Jim Henson and the Muppets, and you know, mm. um, predictable, natural. Well, I mean, I couldn't top think of, of the game. I think I couldn't think of anyone that was bigger. True, you know? and then they—I mean—they made up Muppets. I mean, Muppets is almost like a noun, but of yeah. itself, right? Yeah, it's yeah. part of pop culture. Yeah, you know, yeah. Fantastic. My favorite are the Puppet Land puppeteers. Now these are the puppeteers that worked on Pee Wee's Playhouse. And the reason why I give them a lot of credit. Predictable. No. <laughs> the reason why Everything I give them a lot of Everything always comes back to Pee Wee's Playhouse. It kind of does if you listen to the show long enough. It's like life, isn't it? It is. It is. So <laughs> six degrees of separation of Pee Wee. I give them credit because the puppets that they had to do were really challenging as far as their shape and everything. Mm. And some of them actually had to be like inside chair. of the puppet. Yeah, yeah like Cherry, mm-hmm. exactly. Uh, also, Conky, he was that robot that was kind of like, a, looked like a huge vacuum cleaner type of thing. Like a, he was like a turntable, shiny turntable type of thing. But yeah, and he rolled around. So I think it was a person, it was a puppeteer that was in an electrical wheelchair. They had to like puppet this thing. It was oh. really complicated. Wow. Yeah. Um, uh, also, Flory. There was a puppet that was on the ground. It was a floor, the talking floor. So I mean, you got to be pretty low, right? You know, to do that. It's complicated. Of course, Countess. Imagine you're not familiar with Countess, right? So it's uh-huh. Countess. Uh, imagine kind of like. Um, uh, you know those old school horse costumes where there's a person in the front, person in the back, right? Okay. And, or it's, it's just a huge head, and you know you got to control the eyes and everything. Like these are just like huge, creative, out of the box type of puppets. Okay. And these guys brought it home. All right. My, my, and of course you're asking, but who's who's your second? Who's your runner-up? And I'm glad you asked. There is none, huh? No. <laughs> I like the um, the puppeteers. Similar, I mean, actually, yeah, some are the same. Um, Jim Henson uh-huh. in, that, uh, in that company, that troupe. Mm-hmm. But specifically, the puppeteers that did Doc- Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. And okay. it's, 
if you're not familiar, they're the house band of The Muppet Show. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I really like them is because, because I'm a musician, uh -huh. um, I'm pretty critical when people are faking music, you know, and... And you can tell those Muppets are really playing those instruments. Well, what I'm saying is like, <laughs> it's like, you, when you watch them, mm -hmm. you're getting to feel like, oh wow, in their Muppet world, they're playing, their, they're really playing their instruments, and you feel the energy when they're, when they're playing, okay. you know, mm -hmm. and it's not, it's not stupid, you know, mm -hmm. it's not like just, oh, I'm weaving my arm over a guitar, and right. it's, it's going like, right. they really get into it, like, like animal, right, like, yeah. people, there's like drummers that people say, like, oh yeah, you're like animal, you know, like the way you play, uh -huh. right, like, that's something, that means that he, that, that uh, is, you know, when they say it's life imitating art, or is art imitating life, uh -huh. you know, yeah. it's, it's, it goes back and forth, and it's mm. because they do what they do so mm. well. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. Okay. What's your favorite puppet movie, puppet film? I have a few. Uh, start with Sound of Music, because there's that scene, one scene mm. uh, where the um, Julie Andrews and the kids they sing um, the Lonely Goat Herd. Okay. And they put on the marionette uh, show for the uh, the dad and. The other adults. Oh, okay. Very uh, iconic scene. Uh, the others are um, predictably uh, Labyrinth, a Dark Crystal. Yeah, I, ha I had Labyrinth on mine. I took it off because mm -hmm. I figured you would do it. Okay. Uh, I also mentioned Star Wars when uh, Yoda and Jabba uh, came mm. on the scene. I think Return of the Jedi, um, in 1983. Yeah. They that those additions. Um, kicked it up a notch. I yeah, and then that yeah. kind of goes into what I said about, um, you know, uh, complicated mm -hmm. puppets, you know, like yeah. with, with Jabba, there's a guy in the tail wiggling back and forth, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's, that's hard. Like, yeah. he, it's kind of like, uh, you know, when, when you're in a boat and there's that oar, mm -hmm. you know, like going back and forth. That's what, you know, like there's a guy in there, doing, you know, looking at a, a little TV monitor, right? Yeah. Trying to like yeah. do all of that. And they had, um, when uh, Jabba swallowed something, they had to coordinate all of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, uh, the little frog thing. Yeah. yeah. And so I think it's knowing all of the backstory, knowing all of that work, because, you know, there wasn't any Star Wars for like a decade, right? So you watch all these behind the scenes and documentaries, mm. so you really get into like how it was made. Mm -hmm. So, you know, once you know all of that, and then 20 years later or whatever, when they want to redo, uh, Star Wars, right, the, with those lovely prequels, and they they go ahead and, and just digitize Jabba, it's like such a slap in the face. Kind of. And that's yeah. why I'm looking like shit, and that's why everybody hates it, except Jamie. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I'm in the middle of, I haven't watched the whole thing, but there's a documentary on the whole Star Wars mm -hmm. movies. Uh, with H, was it HBO? Is it HBO? Oh. Uh, anyway, very, I mean, so like, it's going through all, all, all three all of them? movies. I don't know about all the all, three, all the, all. the four, five, four, five, and six. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, and so they're saying like, like when you talk about detail, you mm -hmm. know, like when, when Yoda is on screen. Yeah. And they're getting him just right, so like the, the uh, puppeteer, um, he's like, okay, he's okay? And then like someone on the, on the mic goes, Move here a little bit to the right, and it's like just a minuscule right. Right. A little bit more, you know, and it's really, really detailed. Yeah. It must be like so tedious, but the final product was just awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why it's stood the test of time it does. and re, uh, continues to do so. Mm -hmm. 
Any other? That's it. Okay. Team. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> By all means, please. Uh, a, sh a special shout out to um, a movie called Magic. Magic. 1978. Oh, of course. Uh, Anthony Hopkins, Anne Margaret, and Burgess Meredith. Okay. Directed by Richard, Sir Richard Attenborough. It's a psychological horror film involving a ventriloquist dummy. Mm. Um, it's one of those things where, um, you know, the puppeteer uh, is, is, I guess you could say, insane in a way. Yeah. And so... Um, the puppet sort of controls him rather than him controlling the puppet. You know, there's some murder, you know, that kind of thing. I'm wondering what was the first instance in where a puppet is used in movies? More specifically in horror. Mm, you know, mm. when was the first time a puppet was considered as creepy? Mm, you know, mm. like is there a Twilight Zone or something that kind of, you know, put that in play and then it just took off from there? Could you know? be, could be, yeah. I mean, I don't like horror movies, and then, and I haven't watched the whole uh, movie of Magic. Um, but uh, if you like horror movies and you like the aspect of a puppet sort of being a central character, uh, it was it was pretty pretty scary. Or just watch anything from the '70s. So dark and uh, scary. Horror. Yeah. In, in, yeah. In the awesome. '70s. Horror yeah. thrillers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Team America, World Police, yes. 2004. Of course, we've talked about this film before. I think in the America episode, the America. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, why do I bring it up again? Because of super marionation. That's right. So, you might be asking, what is that? I think now would be a good time to give us that description, Fernando. I'm like, yes, of course. It is a method of puppetry invented by Jerry Anderson, which used in his television show Stingray and Thunderbirds. And this uh, film is very similar to that style, using mm -hmm. these, I guess, souped-up marionettes. Mm -hmm. You know, so it has that. It has that uh, basic technology, but it takes it a little bit further, especially with the uh, mm -hmm. the eyes, mouth, giving it a lot of uh, the motions. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and the fact that you can't see. Um, the puppeteers because it's a movie I mean you know you're not gonna show the puppeteers sure sure yeah yeah so yeah just uh, putting in a lot of uh, some animatronics into that mm. when you merge that with marionettes mm. to get that super marionation yeah so that was my favorite plus I mean where else are you gonna watch marionettes have sex exactly it's team America that's where it's gonna happen gremlins 1984 uh -huh. that was really good and uh, my third one, same as you, Return of the Jedi, 1983. Mm -hmm. Specifically, Jabba. Okay. Yeah. What about TV shows, series? Again, uh, I had to go with The Muppet Show, uh, preceded by Sesame Street. Because, you know, I grew up on Sesame Street, mm. and when they opened uh, or started Muppet Show, I was, I was delighted. I was a delighted child, or older child. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think, um, I haven't looked at any reports or any stories or anything about this, but like, the, if you want to watch the newest of the new Sesame Street, mm -hmm. you have to have HBO. And so do you think there was a drop-off at all, like as far as viewership? Do you think that hurt Sesame Street at all? I thought it was, 
You can't find it somewhere on PBS somewhere? I think the ones that you see on PBS, they, um, they're like one season old or something oh, like okay. that. Yeah. Okay. Um, but then again, the ones that I was watching when I was little, mm -hmm. like a lot of it was 70s based. Like, I don't know how much new 80s Sesame Street I was watching, because a lot of it, like, the videos are like, you know, that one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, da, 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 da. a lot of it is like 70s funk jazz bass, right. you know, a lot of those. So I know that's not my decade, but it was what we had, you know, it's what we were working But you were watching with. TV, right? Yeah. Hmm. So. Okay. But I mean, but that's what Sesame Street did, right? They would use like sections of older bits and then integrate them with new. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, I got it. Yeah. Got it, got it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I mean, so yeah, there's always that hint of older influence, anyway. So mm -hmm. what I'm saying, I guess, maybe is doesn't matter how old or it new Sesame Street Those is. Doesn't matter. Those things are timeless. Kind of answered my own question there. But. And then the purpose, you know, was to engage kids and, and educate them, and you know, get them uh, interested in learning and stuff like that. So yeah. it never changes. When was the last time you sat through an episode of Sesame Street? Mm -hmm. When your nephews were episode? like, yeah, when your nephews were young. No, no, no. I was a kid. Wow. What about when the uh, the Muppet Show came back for a little bit? Uh, the new Muppet Show? Yeah. Did you watch I that? I did try. Hard, huh? Kinda it's not hard. the same. Well... What is it? John Denver. There's no John Denver. That's what it is. There's no John Denver. There's no uh, Rocky Balboa. There's no uh, <laughs> uh, Rito Moreno. Well, there is a Rito Moreno, but I mean... Um, what about Pigs in Space? Did they bring that back? Pigs no, in Space. No, I don't think so. Uh, see? There we go. No. I mean, it wasn't bad, but, you know, I think also my mentality is different. Right. You know, I'm a different person now. So. Well, plus, I mean, nowadays, the uh, there's so much more competition. Yeah. Right? Back then, there's like three things you could watch. Exactly. Exactly. It just makes it all, all the more harder. Now, it just gets kind of lost in the mix. Yeah. Because back then, it was out there, but now, like, out there is kind of the norm. There's mm -hmm. a lot of out there stuff. Yeah. Any other series? That was it. Uh, Crank Yankers, that was one of my faves, uh, 2002 to 2007, and then just premiered again, mm. came back, season five. It, yeah, I just uh, saw it on On Demand, too. Oh, you did? I might try to watch it. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. it's uh, we'll the see. brainchild of Jimmy Kimmel and Adam Carolla. Of course, Jimmy Kimmel, uh, rich radio history, mm -hmm. where prank calls is like the meat and potatoes of morning shows, and so... He took that, added puppets to it, and played those calls. You know, it's just the puppets reenacting all of that. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, it's hilarious. I okay. love it. Also, I, I, this one, I was like, I was like come on, there's got to be a, a, another series that I like. And I searched online for puppet TV shows, and I mm -hmm. couldn't find it. They listed like maybe six, and I was like, no, there's got to be more. I'm like, think, think. And then it hit me, Elf. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. 1986 yeah. to 1990. Mm -hmm. Elf. That's a good one. That's some rich I mean, stuff. I didn't really watch it. But really? Yeah. I'm pretty sure I, I did. I think it was the, the cat aspect. <laughs> I remember when Burger King was like, you know, like the equivalent to their Happy Meal, right? They had their, like, kids' meal. Okay. And you could, like, get all this Elf stuff. Oh. I was like, oh, that's awesome. I want Elf stuff. Okay. So, uh, in fact, hey, 
I got a little elf puppet. That was like the one of the prizes. It was like a hand puppet. Like a soft puppet? Yeah, it was like, um, like say you put it, so it's not like a sock puppet where your arm is a part of the whole deal. Mm -hmm. It pretty much just goes over your hand, right. like a glove. Right. It's a glove puppet, yeah. And where the, your, your thumb and your pinky uh -huh. are coming, the, uh, the, the arm, yeah, the hands. Yeah, yeah it's kind of okay. like that kind of right. deal. Good. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Alf, baby, Alf. And of course, okay, so we've gone over film, we've gone over television, but sometimes the best puppet performance when the people say, hey, you had to be there. Yep. Talking about live performances. Yep. What was your favorite live performance that have, you enjoyed with I puppets? I two. Two? two. Alright. Avenue Q. Mm. And you actually saw it live. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I saw it live here um, on the island. Mm. Uh, but uh, I was initially turned on to it by our friend Crystal. She lent me, she said, oh, you gotta hear this soundtrack. Okay. So it was a soundtrack to the Broadway production. Okay. Is it anything like Rent? In a way, it's supposed to be a parody, adult parody, adult parody of Sesame Street. Oh, okay. So, you know, there's sex, there's sure, swearing, sure. and adult issues and stuff right. like that. Yeah. So I really liked the um, irreverence of it, you know. Yeah. Uh, my, my other one was um, The Lion King when it uh, converted to a mm. stage play, stage musical. I did see that also. I saw it in London. Uh huh. And the way they made the animals, just awesome, just incredible. So those are known as carnival puppets, <laughs> uh, also known as body puppets. They're okay. actually they're uh, usually designed to be part of a large spectacle. Mm. And they were. And they were. Mm -hmm. Sesame Street. Uh, Sesame Street Live. That was my uh, ah. my big one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. On, on but, ice. No, not on oh, ice. Okay, yeah. Sorry. No, that's a good question. That's a valid point. But they have been, right? Before. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because back in the '80s, right? There's a whole ice capades company. Yeah. So you'd see Disney on so ice. Everyone did something on ice. Yeah. 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 They just licensed it out. Yeah. So yeah, I did see Disney on ice. Because when I was little, I was like, okay, this is the closest thing I'm gonna get to Disneyland. Because I'm probably not gonna go to Disneyland. So like, I'm gonna go to this thing. So I, my, I begged my mom. She took me to Sears, and we bought our tickets. Years. Yeah, because we lived in Waianae, right? And uh, the closest box office was Sears. was Sears in Pro Ridge. So we caught the bus to Pro Ridge mm -hmm. to buy the tickets, went mm. back home, waited till the day. They went even farther to uh, Blaisdell. Thanks, Mom. Yeah, she was great. It is great. Sorry, she's not dead. <laughs> she's still with us. I don't know. Wait, we're recording this early, though. I don't know. We'll see. Hey, that's not nice. Uh, uh, Sesame Street Live, yeah. So, you know, with Sesame Street, you see a lot of these characters in smaller form. So it's almost like you've seen the same character, but in a different form of puppet, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of them, there's a person inside, mm -hmm. right? Mm-hmm. When, when I say inside, like fully inside, it's almost like a mascot. Almost, almost like a, a costume. Yeah, like, like Bert and Ernie. Yeah. Yeah, so like full size, like, whoa, oh mm -hmm, my gosh. Mm -hmm. But then there's also like... I can see how can I, can, that can be a little scary for kids. Oh like yeah, Big yeah. Bird? That <laughs> is like yeah. horrifying for a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Not only is it eight feet tall or seven feet mm -hmm. tall, or whatever it is, mm -hmm. and it has huge bug eyes and it's yeah. looking right at you, like, it's going to peck my brains out. Uh, <laughs> scary. And you're like, 
how are you? You know. <laughs> yeah. Like, exactly. Right? It's trying to bend down and engage with you. Like, screw yeah, that. Yeah, and if you don't see the kid, I mean, they can just knock the kid down, right? Oh, yeah. It's... Man, Jesus. It's... When I was Chuck E. Cheese... Oh, yeah. You yeah. Did, you did knock some down? I, I tried not to. I'm sure right, I stubbed a few toes, but okay. um, I tried to be very careful. Mm -hmm. So, my vision was mostly through my eyes and through my mouth, but whenever there's a lot of kids around, which is most of the time, mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I'm looking out my eyes, but I'm, I look down through my mouth so yeah. that I can see at least what's around my belly area. I can't really see my feet, but right. I can see what's at least maybe But did you a try to just move your feet for the most part? In, in instances where I knew I'm being mobbed, yeah. Like, yeah. So that's when you wait for a chuck at mm -hmm. to, to guide you. To guide you. Yeah. 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 Okay. Feel for these guys and gals. So, those are all the performances, but now some music, some puppet music yeah. to go along with all of this. This is the fun stuff. And you may ask, is there puppet music? And of then, course and then, there Yeah, is. then you take a moment to think about it, yeah. and you're like, oh, hell yeah, there's <laughs> puppet music everywhere around us. Anything involving puppets. Yeah. So, of course, okay, yours has been pretty predictable so far, so I'm going to say yours is Rainbow Connection. No. <gasps> really? I mean, I like it. Yeah, it's a good song. But uh, what's his name? Kermit. No, the guy uh, that wrote it, Paul Williams. I don't know. No. You're supposed to do the research. Yeah, he's but he's like a '70s folk icon, so I figure you, you know him. Oh, you thought I knew it off the top of my head? Yeah. Oh no. No. Oh. My brain is a bucket. Like I told you before. Right. Yes. Okay. That one gets right. got tipped out. Okay. <laughs> so what's what's your favorite puppet music? <clears throat> I have three. I okay. wrote down three. Um, two are uh, hark back to uh, the Muppets. So you have a uh, Manamana. Ah. Yes. It was composed initially. You know, it wasn't uh, an original Muppet song. Correct. Uh, it was composed by an Italian guy named Piero Umiliani mm -hmm. in 1968. Uh, but it was performed on Sesame Street in 1969, and then also by the Muppets on the Ed Sullivan Show that uh, later that year, mm -hmm. and then seven years later in the Muppet Show. That is correct, because I wrote the exact same thing. <laughs> it's just super catchy. It is. And then today I downloaded that original version. Really? Yeah. You paid money for that? Well, I do Apple Music, okay. so I subscribe. Okay. So. I also have the, uh, by the way, Cake, that band Cake, they do a great version of that song too. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I think we, since we both agreed on that, which is very rare, <laughs> we should put that in the show notes. Okay. Yeah. We just have to decide which version are we going to do. Are we going to do the first one with Kermit? Or are we going to do the, uh, the Muppet Show version? Hmm. Because the Muppet Show version isn't Kermit; it's that uh, that stony-looking puppet, that hippie with the with the beard oh, and the crazy hair. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Well, okay. we'll have to deliberate. We'll have to uh, watch both. Yeah, I'll have to just see what's out out there. Yeah. See what's available. The one I watched this morning was that uh, the latter one, not the one with Kermit. If yet. I can get the one on the Ed Sullivan Show, maybe I should do that. Ooh, one. Oh, maybe. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Uh, the second one is also uh, Muppets uh, Rag Mop. 
and that is uh, written by Tulsa Western Swing band leader Johnny Lee Wills and guitarist Deacon Anderson, and that was 1949. Whoa. Uh, for the Muppets, it was performed by Dancing Mops in the Muppet Show. Wow. Yeah. Object. Object puppets. Okay. Anything can be a puppet. All right. Yeah, that was great. And then the last one I have is, um, I just say the, the entire soundtrack of Avenue Q, uh, but I just kind of um, put out some of my faves. Uh, noteworthy songs in the soundtrack. What do you do with a BA in English? Also, the internet is for porn. <laughs> and then also, the more you rub someone. Oh, yeah. Okay. Good stuff, good, good stuff. Good stuff, good stuff. So that's it for puppets, sorta. But we're gonna take things into our second segment, which is talent or no talent. Up on the chopping block, it's been a while since we've done this feature. Yeah. So this is kind of cool that we're bringing this one back. Uh, for, for this season, we've got Fozzie Bear for talent or no talent. Fozzie Bear, of course, is a Muppet character known for his lack of innate and effective comedy skills. Fozzie is an orange bear who often wears a brown pork pie hat and a red and white polka dot necktie. The character debuted on The Muppet Show as the show's stand-up comic, a role where he constantly employed his catchphrase, waka waka, shortly after telling the joke. He was uh, usually the target of ridicule, particularly from the balcony hecklers, Statler and Waldorf. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Yes. So, what is your verdict, talent or no talent? What is your stance on Fozzie? Well, if we're talking about being a comedian, no talent. Well, I mean, how about an overall entertainer? How about that? No talent. But. But, okay. That being said, I think Fozzie is a very lovable character. Okay. Because he truly just wants to do well in anything. Uh -huh. um, he's a support, a very supportive friend to like Kermit or any, anyone other person, sure. any other puppet. Um, so I just think he's a victim of uh, a career flaw. <laughs> I think he could be really good at something else, um, like a greeter at the Disney store uh, or a Starbucks barista. <laughs> I could see him with a with a green apron. Yeah. 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 Misspelling everyone's names. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Can't be any worse than it is now. <laughs> but I'm thinking the way I'm coming at it is mm -hmm. maybe Fonzie is a genius. You know, like see, like we know the balcony guys because of his act, right? Because he needs to get heckled. What if they're all in it together? Right. Mm. That's the whole shtick. There is that he, he's on stage, yeah. He bombs, he gets heckled. So he's they go together. He's like more so the yeah, so yeah. he's more so the straight man in the act. And then the, you got the two wild cards mm. up in the balcony. Mm, 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 mm. You know? Right. right, right. So that's just me just spitballing right there. Also, other reasons why I think he's talented. Well, for one, stand up comedy is just hard, right? So one just dealing with hecklers. So again, he turned it around to make it a successful act. Uh -huh. It's the act is him with the hecklers. And of course, starting your own catchphrase, that's hard. And getting, I mean, not starting, we'll start, anyone can start one, but to have it, you know, like, you ask anyone what's 
Fonzie Bear's catchphrase. Well, not millennials, but you know, like intelligent people on up. <laughs> what? what? What's Fonzie Bear's catchphrase? Everyone's gonna say Waka Waka. If you see Waka Waka, you're like, oh, that's a Muppet thing, right? Yeah, it caught on. It's it's part of our, our I culture. I have a feeling that Waka Waka is not originally Fonzie Bear, though. It is. You're just saying that, aren't you? No. It's in the style. I mean, the whole thing of a catchphrase uh, to be a part of your stinger or whatever your, you know, your catchphrase follows your, the thing that you say at the end of your, of your joke. That's whole, making, like, it, just it comes up, it, it's, a, it's a style of comedy, uh, of Jewish comedy from the Borscht Belt. And it's a Borscht Belt style of comedy. And okay, so it wasn't originally Fozzie. No, no, what I'm saying is, is that Waka Waka is his, but what I'm saying is like a similar type of comedian might say, Nakachupa, you know, that would be his. What the frick is that? I'm saying anything, anything else could be his catchphrase. But it's, it's the whole like saying a catchphrase at the end of your thing. That is that, that's a particular style of comedy. But Waka Waka, that's all Fozzie Bear. That is all Fozzie Bear. Okay. That's just my first point, okay? Also, his main job was to be the show's comedian. So he has a number of roles on The Muppet Show, okay? Not only did he do that, he sang and danced in musical numbers. So he's like a full package entertainer. He frequently acted in sketches, most famously. his re- he's a triple threat then. Yeah, his yeah. recurring sketch, uh, <laughs> Bear on Patrol, where he plays an unlucky police officer. He also helps backstage, even attempts to plan out the show in one episode, and uh, even write the script in another. Mm. And in episode 218 of The Muppet Show, Ralph learns that Fozzie could play the piano, and they play the piano together in a performance of English Country Garden. Okay, that's a nice factoid. Yeah, Yeah. so there you go. Talent or no talent for Fozzie Bear? Talent, without a doubt. Inexplicably. Yes. So that's where we differ. Well, he ain't famous for no reason, obviously. Obviously, thank you. So that's it for Talent or Talent, Fozzie Bear. There you go. Go ahead and make your own uh, make your own statements. Tell us how you feel about Fozzie Bear. Let us know. We're down to hear it. <laughs> On to the snack review. This week, we are not doing Kit Kat. <laughs> but this is another popular candy. It's not an obscure one, okay? No. But the cool thing about this one it's, it's a whole new twist on it, and Jamie's going to tell you all about it. Hit yeah. it, Jamie. Um, okay, so see if I can multitask uh, opening it and sure. explaining it at the same time. you got time. this. Okay, so we have this Butterfinger, and apparently uh, they changed the recipe. They improved the recipe, so to speak. Yeah. Um, a little bit about Butterfinger. Um, they debu- it debuted in 1923. It's yeah. almost 100 years old. That kind of makes sense. <laughs> that kind of makes sense. Because um, I'm not a huge fan of Butterfinger. Uh-huh. So once I'm like, man, like, who? once I taste it, I'm like, with a weird texture, I'm like, how uh-huh. did this become popular? And they're like, oh, it's an old-timey candy bar. I'm like, oh, okay. It's still, still going, though. Yeah, so, I mean, still going. It's still going. There has to be something to it. Yeah. Um, but then again, they had to revamp this flavor, right? So. Well, now... By the way, we're fans of, uh, not fan. well, we're always curious about uh, when things get a new recipe. Oh, yeah. Which is, we, all, we always want to try it. Yeah. 
if you're into that kind of thing, listen back to episode, I want to say, what, 30? 29? 30? When Pizza Hut came up with a new recipe for their pizzas. You know, anything is worth a try. So we taste that. So, like I said, debut in 1923 Mm -hmm. by the Curtis Candy Company. Uh, Butterfinger is a crispy peanut butter core coated with chocolate. Okay, so as of 2018, uh, it was taken over, well, different companies um, had Butterfinger throughout the years. 2018, now it's owned by Ferrara, which is an American company owned by Luxembourg-based Ferrero. Mm. You might um, recognize the name Ferrero, uh, Ferrero Rocher. Chocolates, the Rocher, um, the round balls. Those round balls coated with, I mean, um, wrapped with gold paper? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pretty fancy. Yeah. So, um, Butterfinger is is, is a fairly popular candy bar, ranked as number 11 in the most popular candy bars between 2007 and 2010. If I was 11, I wouldn't brag. There's lots of candy bars. I know, but yeah. you're not in the top ten. I'm just like, saying. I know, but it was there. I know, but what I'm saying is, like, once I saw a flyer, and, and it I'm said, not sure they're bragging. True. It's just a fact. Yeah, it's yeah. A factoid. That's true. But I saw this <coughs> flyer once, and it was this this uh, promoter bragging about the DJ that they're having. He was like the eleventh world ranked DJ. I was like, who the hell cares if he's number eleven? If he's number eleven, then it's like world. You know what, how many DJs there are? Yeah, but... Probably like over a million. But why couldn't he get numbers 1 through 10? Are they busy? Probably. Yeah. But, I don't know. What I don't, are you, you're not at Coachella or anything. I mean, I'm... Geez. Yeah, but I'm not going to get excited about number 11. Okay. Uh, and um, you guys might remember the marketing campaign with Bart Simpson. Nobody better lay a finger on my Butterfinger. Yep. Or bite my Butterfinger. For me, that was the coolest that Butterfinger ever got. Okay. That was its peak. Okay, so now we come to this year, January 2019. Mm-hmm. The new, re- the new improved recipe uses larger jumbo runner peanuts in the bar's core that are roasted in-house. There's a higher percentage of cocoa and milk in the chocolate coating. It's probably because all the baby boomers that uh, enjoyed Butterfinger mm-hmm. from this old-timey candy bar, their teeth are all fake now. It's like stuck into their dentures. Right, it's all sticking to it. Right. So like, you can change the formula so it <laughs> slides a little bit easier down my gullet. I don't know if they can, they, all, doctor, they all have diabetes by now, so they can My doctor says I can have one butterfinger oh, every three months. Okay. okay. Boy, do I want it to be special. Oh, that's very good. Thanks. Uh, okay. They cut the ingredients such as preservatives and hydrogenated oils. Mm, okay. Uh, the package is also upgraded to avoid spoilage. Huh. I don't know how you can do that, but I guess, you know, you can do anything. Uh, yeah, and everything has, has a shelf life, I guess. Yeah, because when you think Butterfinger, you think more of an orangey-colored package. Whereas I don't, this I one don't know like, the last time I this had one's a Butterfinger, a frankly. canary yellow. True. Okay, so I have another factoid, but okay. um, I'll do that after we taste it. Oh, no. It's made with humans. <laughs> Soil and green. Soil and green. It's people. It's humans. Oh, people, sorry. All right. Okay, ready? Can um, I have the butt end? Sure. All right, cool. I'm going to take the butt end like that. It's a little crumbly. It is pretty crumbly. Uh, I'm going to smell it first because I'm Portuguese. Of course. Ooh, that 
peanut butter is coming through oh, strong. Yeah. I'm excited about this. Okay, cheers. See, that's, I knew it was crumbly, that's why I didn't want to take a bite. I just shoved the whole thing in my mouth, like oh. fat boy style. Now, I don't know if the, the new recipe changed the texture at all, but um, it's uh, not <coughs> as, maybe that's why it's extra crumbly, but it's not as uh, hard as I remember. Yeah, pretty easy to eat. Yeah. Um, until you get to the sort of the toffee-ish kind of um, yeah part that kind of sticks to your teeth. Yeah. Toffee. That just equals old timey for me. I don't know. I mean, I like a good taffy bar. Yeah, I never liked um, toffee candies that stuck to your teeth. Gonna listen to my favorite program on the radio. I enjoy some toffee candy. Now for me, that's a good evening. Just listen to the Victrola. Good, good old 1946. <laughs> that was a good summer. <laughs> mm. But not bad. I. I mean. Considering my favorite candy is recess peanut butter cups, mm -hmm. I love peanut butter and I love chocolate. I know you do. So you gotta screw up pretty bad for me to not like it. Right. So I don't like toffee that much that Butterfinger is not in my top 10 candies. <coughs> that I'll just go straight chocolate before I go to Butterfinger. You know, as much as I love peanut butter mm -hmm. and chocolate, mm -hmm. my first probably four or five candies have peanut butter and chocolate then I'll just go straight chocolate, and then I'll... Wait, so if Reese's is your top, mm -hmm. what would be number four that has butter, uh, peanut butter in it? Um, I would say stuff with peanuts. Oh, so okay. if I chew it enough, not it turns to peanut butter. Right. I make it okay, in my not mouth. Not necessarily peanut butter. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Like peanut M&Ms. Right. Which is my favorite M&M. Always. There's not a whole Always lot to choose from. <laughs> what? Not a whole lot to choose from. What do you mean? Well, I don't know. They're coming out with their new, yeah, all those new but, yeah. dang fangled flavors. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Fandangle. 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 Fandangle flavors. Fandangle. At, anyway. at the theater. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I thought it wasn't bad. Um, but yeah, because of the toffee, I wouldn't normally eat it. I would say this is the best Butterfinger I've ever had. Okay. But then I'm not a huge fan of Butterfinger, so yeah, I don't know how much praise that is. The problem is that we can't, because, because neither of us eat Butterfingers on a regular basis, we yeah. can't compare the new And then if we had an old recipe. one, the, the uh, odds are it'd be stale because of that old packaging, right? Yeah. Be spoiled. It'd be spoiled. It'd be spoiled because yeah. it doesn't have that new canary yellow packaging. <laughs> Okay. First so world problems. That being said, Son of a bitch. Um, as expected, many candy bar fans were incensed about the change okay. and say that the new bar tastes junk. However, Butterfinger says it's now experiencing double-digit growth in sales. Yeah. So, I don't know. But, you know, whenever anything changes, True. people are going to complain. People are going to complain, and then if there is a bump in sales, it could be just curiosity. Exactly. Right, yeah. so we'll see if it tapers off or uh, what. Let's check back in a year. Example, uh, new Coke. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, new Coke. Yeah. Although Coke Zero is good stuff. I don't like any Diet Coke. 
Yeah, well, I don't but, like any Coke any, anymore. But the Coke Zero doesn't taste like Diet Coke. It does to me. Have you tried it? Yeah. Coke Zero tastes exactly like Coke. Ew. Yeah. Ugh. I think you were drinking Diet Coke and you were just calling it Coke Zero. Like, what? You were just calling it Coke Zero, but it was really Diet Coke you were drinking. Because Coke Zero tastes exactly like Coke. Coca-Cola, I should say. I've never drunk, drunk, drunken? Drunken? Consumed mm-hmm. diet, any kind of diet um, drink. See, ever. and that's the thing. I hate diet sodas. Yeah. It's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's worse for you than regular sodas. In but Coke Zero, it's exactly the same. And I, I, I mean, the by bennies. the time, around the time that Coke Zero came out, I was already getting off of soda anyway. Mm, mm. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Coke Zero mixes well with whiskey. I was just going to say that. Okay. I give this uh, new Butterfinger uh, 2.3 out of 5 fingers oh. see that, that fingers how I did? Your, yeah. yeah there you Man, go I'm smart full circle Son, that's bitch, your middle name good um I give it uh eh, okay I'll, I'll give it like 6 out of 10 um larger jumbo runner peanuts whatever very, that means very nice Six more episodes of this fourth season of the podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the Opposite Tastes podcast on, uh, let's see, it used to be iTunes, what do you call it now, uh, Apple, Apple Podcasts, podcast. or wherever you get your podcasts, really. I mean, it's everywhere, kind of. Connect with us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast and follow us on Twitter at Opposite Tastes. Remember, it's plural in there. Also got a Facebook group. Um, you can check out the Buns podcast, our network that we're part of. A lot of great shows there as well. Uh, we got links on all of our stuff in case you want to check it out. So without further ado, you enjoy yourself. Grab a puppet. Do something weird. <laughs> Grab a piece of your body. Turn it into a puppet. Uh, Have fun yeah. tonight. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Aloha. Bye. Bye.